Hey there, John here. We are so glad you're listening to the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. If you're new to the show, I hope you find something here you'll enjoy and that gives you a reason to come back. If you've been listening for a little while or a long while, as is the case with so many of you, I want to ask a favor. Would you consider introducing us to just one friend this week? There's really no better method of advertising than word of mouth. Pick a friend who shares your sense of humor or interests, even if they don't know what a podcast is, and tell them why our show has become a regular listening for you. And be bold. Help them get a podcast app on their phone and walk them through how to subscribe to the show. We love that you're here and would greatly appreciate your recommendation. Thanks for your time. Now, let's get on with the show. Hey there, fourth listener. This is John. Gen X Grown Up was in Orlando, Florida, April 16th through the 19th for MegaCon Orlando 2019. After we all made it back home safe and sound, we had a burning desire to compare notes and share all there was to see and do with this year's event. And of course, this is just a bonus special edition episode. It will not interrupt our regular Thursday schedule. A new regular episode will come out next Thursday, just like clockwork. And so, without further ado, here's our MegaCon Orlando 2019 recap. I hope you enjoy. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? Gen X Grown-Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown-Up Podcast listener to this special edition of the Gen X Grown-Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me is Jason. Hey, everybody. And Mo. Hello, hello. And George. Hey, how's it going, guys? We are here to recap Megacon Orlando 2019. Yeah, my feet still hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so this event took place May 16th through the 19th, just a few short days ago. And what these three gentlemen I'm speaking with have above me is that they actually got to attend the event. I was there in spirit and following them on social media as they were bouncing around from fun event to fun event. So uh, like we have done in the past, we've done live streams and special editions of our coverage of conventions. So we decided we have a lot to unpack. A lot of stuff was done and seen. We wanted to get together, talk about all of these uh, great things that took place at Megacon. So I mentioned that Jason is here. Jason is the co-host and co-founder of the Drawn and Paneled podcast, along with George. How's it going, Jason? Good, good. I'm glad uh, glad to be here. You all know George. George is the uh, another regular here Ooh. on Gen X Grown Up. <laughs> who, who are you talking about? <laughs> and the founder of Drawn and Paneled, our comic book show. George, you're back and recovered from Megacon, I trust? Uh, no, but I'm back. So <laughs> no, back. 50%, you know. 50% of the way. What more can you ask for? And Mo, right. of course, the third of the triumvirate of Gen X Grown Up returned. He made it back on Sunday morning. Mo, you ready to chit-chat about some Megacon? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, each of you had a little bit different experience this time. I know last year we went to Megacon together, and our experience was we got there in mass, we showed up, we set up this table, the super cramped table, and we spent right. the weekend <laughs> like driving membership and awareness and that kind of thing. Each of you had a dramatically different experience than that, <laughs> and even different from each other this time. So let's start with what I think is the most interesting is, Jason, you are actually doing some work on the floor 
at MegaCon, right? I, I was. I don't know if I'd say it was interesting. Uh, it was to <laughs> me. It, actually, it was. It was interesting to me. Uh, yes, I was working with CBCS, which is a comic book grading company. Oh, you were there. <laughs> we were there. Yeah, I walked past that table like a thousand times and never saw you. <laughs> he blends in. Yeah, I was camouflaged. No, oh. uh, so just like yeah, a superhero, I was, probably. I was there, and I don't want to get into a whole episode about grading, but I was there with uh, three other representatives from the company. And our goal was to take in submissions for grading and also anybody that wanted any signatures on their comic books, whether it be comic book writers, artists, or celebrities. It was my job and other other guys there to go with these people to witness the signatures. Uh, to authenticate and say, yeah, Authent- it definitely yes. was signed. Oh, yep. damn. And you worked the, pretty much the whole convention, right? Uh, it was from about 2 o'clock Thursday till 5 o'clock or after 5 o'clock on Sunday. I was either yep. at the table or chasing Man. signatures. Yeah. Whew. Now, Mo, you didn't go quite as long as Jason did, but you were there purely, purely for your own entertainment. Yep. But you were there with uh, your daughter, I believe. Believe, right? Yeah, it's our tenth year going in, together in a what? row. Wow! Really? Mm. So it's, it's become sort of like a, a thing we do now. <laughs> I, yeah, I, would I would say it's yeah. firmly it's established as a thing, sort of like a thing. Well, I it, think it has been a, a decade. Thing, but it's it's continuing a thing. to <laughs> yeah. be a thing. How about that? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so me and my daughter, we got there uh, Thursday morning early. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, checked into the hotel, showed up, you know, right when they opened, and left Sunday about one o'clock. Okay, okay. so you got out of there early. Now, George, you went there not just with yourself or just with your son. You went with a whole army, the whole armada. The family went to a timeshare <laughs> to your palatial estate. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we have a timeshare there in Orlando, so we use it quite often when we're going to places like Universal Studios or Walt Disney World. And, of course, every year now for the last, like, three or four years, we've been going to MegaCon. And traditionally, mm-hmm. it's been me, my younger son, Michael, and my wife usually goes on the Saturday um, just because because she likes to look around and shop, but she doesn't really get into the whole nerd culture thing. Yeah. (laughs) This year, my two older sons wanted to go because they had never had an opportunity to go. And they're both big into anime, which there's a huge anime influence Mm -hmm. at Megacon every year. Funny to be seen there. Yeah. And they were really interested in the whole vendor floor experience. Oddly enough, not so much the anime voice actors because they are anime snobs who only like the (laughs) Japanese voice actors, not the English voice actors. Dubbing people are garbage. Right. I mean, mean, they even gave me these weird looks. Like I said, well, this person does this voice. Isn't that cool? And they were like, you're a schmuck. What are you talking about? That's an idiot. No, that's an English person. We, We like the Japanese people. Everybody went mostly on Saturday. Myself and my younger son, Michael, were planning on going back on Sunday, but he bailed to go to the outlet mall with the rest of the family. So it ended up being just me on Sunday. Okay. Mm. So how was it different? going with the family other than just logistics and planning what kind of how did that change your experience because i've only been to conventions pretty much with just me or me and my wife and you went with the whole armada yeah it was quite a different experience i didn't really know how to play it so i just said you know what that's very diplomatic different pretty much everybody <laughs> here is an adult of some nature or form even my younger son is adult ish 
you know, he's 16, <laughs> about to turn 17, so he's close <laughs> enough in my book. So he's self-managing pretty much, yeah. Well, and everybody has cell phones now, so there's texting and calling and all the different ways you can stay in communication. So we basically just kind of, once we got everybody in the door, which was a completely different experience than what we've had in the past at Megacon, everybody kind of went their own way after about the first 20 minutes or so of just kind of like, okay, here's the giant four Walmart size mega floor of vendors now disperse. And so everybody just kind of went off and did their own thing. My two older boys, they didn't really care anything about the panels or the Q&A sessions or any of that Mm -hmm. stuff. They really just wanted to shop. My wife was just kind of there just to be there as part of the family rather than just be by herself. And me and my younger son, we did some of the panels and those kinds of things. So it was all kind of spread out and then we would come together at the end. Okay. You alluded cool. just a little bit there, George, about there's something new in terms of how you got in and got out. There's a new badging mm. system. Who can tell me a little bit more about that? I'm sure all three of us can at yeah. this point. <laughs> it's something new for this year. They used to do just like wristbands for single day and then do like the badges for the whole time. But this time they had okay. badges for everybody and they actually scanned you in and out so they could keep track of- Yep, in and out. Hmm. Hmm. So they knew, I guess, who was in, how long they were staying, what entrances were being used. Mm-hmm. The whole bunch of logistics, which I'm sure is wow, a lot of valuable a, information like in that. Layered metadata on top of the event right. to know more about right. like traffic patterns and stuff. Oh, that's mm-hmm. pretty yeah. smart. W- what did you think about that, Jason? I heard about it. Uh, I noticed the badges for each day. I saw some Thursdays and Friday badges and thought that was interesting. The scanning, I didn't have to get scanned. My friend ran out to the car one time because he had brought some supplies with him. He got scanned, but every day that we came in and when we left, I saw signs to be scanned, but no scanners, nobody scanning. So I never got scanned. So I remained off the grid. Off the grid. (laughs) Now, oddly enough, it wasn't just the scanning going in and out. There was a thing that you had to do before you could get scanned. You actually had to activate your badge via an app on your phone. So you had to go Hmm. to a website. It was like megacon.com slash activity or something like that. Yeah. And you had to type in your name and your email (laughs) address. And do you want to hear from us in the future? You know, that kind of stuff. You had to prick your finger, put your thumbprint in blood. Yeah, you did. They did a retina scan. You had to put in the little code that was on the back of the badge as well so that it would look up and validate the badge, I think. And you had to go through all that process before... You could even walk toward the entrance the first time and get scanned to go on to the main Megacon floor. They have grown tremendously over the years. Mo, you've been there the longest. You've been there 10 years. You can probably speak to that more than anybody, but they have seemed to have grown leaps and bounds over the last four or five years. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the and the, the level of celebrities and stuff that show up now is extremely high, actually, I would say. Mm-hmm. I see a note somebody put in here that this year there was over 100,000 in attendance. Well, that was what was projected after Thursday and Friday, because really? last year there were 145,000 in attendance. Whoa. Wow. Damn. They specifically moved to the new venue to accommodate what they thought would be an even larger than that audience. So I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if it turns out that they had over 160,000 people there this year. And my guess behind the scanning is so that they can make better use of all that data to promote themselves for future events. Mm-hmm. So yeah. George, you alluded to a new venue. So Jason, mm-hmm. what was the new venue and how did that go? Orlando's convention center is broken up into 
two buildings and they have a east west and a north south this year it was in the north south convention hall and it was a little bit of a different layout uh to me the aisles seemed a little bit wider than oh, in the past did. yeah <laughs> they would almost yeah. have to be <laughs> on saturday it didn't matter because it was wall to wall people in yeah, the nuts probably to butts everywhere i'm sure yeah, mid morning to to the end of the day there was no good way to get from one place to the other it was just crowds of people everywhere but it it did seem the rest of the days easier to get around i don't know if you guys had a similar experience. No, I think compared to last year, it was a world of difference. I mean, even though you said Saturday, it was still packed, but you were still moving at least. Mm -hmm. Whereas last year, I remember getting into situations where it's just like, it's just stopped. I mean, there was just no place to go. Whereas here, at least it seemed like things kept flowing. I think the wider the wider aisles, I think helped a lot. Um, it seemed like everyone wasn't on top of each other. Like it felt like last year, you know, it felt like everyone had a little bit of breathing space. So yeah. I think the yeah. new venue was definitely a, a, a good move on their part. The new venue actually, so the North-South, it actually operates as two separate buildings. 90% of the time. They do have the ability to join in the middle, which is what we saw on the floor, but they do have giant walls that can be mobilized and put forth across those. Now, the odd thing is the east and the west are actually two separate buildings. They're not the same building. Yeah, they're separate, totally separate buildings. Yeah, okay. yeah they're right. not joined like the north-south are. And they used to traditionally be in the west venue. That's why now that they're in this new north-south, I think it's because they recognized that they were pretty much at capacity with last year's crowd. Uh, we were there, Gen X growing up, we had our table. I think mm -hmm. we will all attest that it would have been hard to cram another 10,000 people there on oh, any man. of those mm -hmm. given days, right? I couldn't imagine another 10 people crammed in there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that that's why they moved to this north-south pavilion, because in Probably Orlando, smart. it's the largest single contiguous building space that they could be in. Now, this was not only a new venue, but wasn't this also a different weekend in the year? And how did that affect kind of the experience or did it? You know, yeah, it is. It's normally Memorial Day weekend. Mm -hmm. It has mm -hmm. been the last few years, right? Because yep. you have yeah. the Monday, right? Yeah, exactly. the following week. Because, well, actually, because you always had a recovery day built in. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so this year, not having it and having to get right back to work after driving back Sunday. And I was like, oh, I miss that extra day. Oh, <laughs> yeah. see, I just took those two days off. I yeah, just took I Monday, I took Monday off. Oh, yeah. Life hack. There yeah. we go. That's, yeah. that's how you do it. Just take Life's all those too days short. off. I've got annual leave, you know, as a state <laughs> Worker. That's no, right. I'm, I just took Monday and Tuesday off just to rest and recuperate because Mo's right. You need those days after your travel day. You need a day just to get back into your life because I was only there for a total. I counted it out 10 and a half hours between Saturday and Sunday. That was the whole time I was at Megacon. When mm -hmm. I got back Monday afternoon after the travel time, I was completely wiped out. I don't just know wiped. if that's a yeah. product of being old or fat or out of shape or what. But every year with Megacon, George, George, I'm completely wiped it, out. It could, could those, are all all factors. Factors. <laughs> those are all factors. Those are all factors. Check all the above. Right. Uh, <laughs> option D, all the above. Actually, it's funny because on uh, Friday, that was my our, probably our busiest day. Okay. I had 20,000 steps. Wow. Ooh. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what your watch told and you? I'm sitting there at the end of the day, I'm like, God, my legs are tired. Like, what the hell? Now we, we know why. My, oh. Yeah. Guess that's why. That'll I do guess it. That's, okay, that makes sense. Man. Because everything we had seemed to be like on separate sides of the building. See, that's why I quit wearing my watch. You just don't want to know. <laughs> 
Wow. I think we pretty well set the stage now. So everybody was there, different weekend, different venue. We're in the building. Let's start talking about some of the cool stuff that we saw and did. Oh, boy. Well, first off, I want to give you a little bit of the numbers just to for everybody to understand out there how big this company has made this thing. Lay it on us. More than 30 celebrity guests. And I'm talking about, you know, level A, level B type people. So Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, all those type of people that were Mm -hmm. there. There were over 30 of those celebrity guests. There were over 25 comic creators from Mm -hmm. all levels, from Neil Adams all the way down to the independent guys. Mm -hmm. There were over 20 voice actors. So the people who voice animations and video games and all that kind of stuff. And and the guys that your son snubbed. Oh, those are included. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. (laughs) Uh, There were more than 25 celebrity cosplayers. So these are the people who are so good at cosplay. Like professional cosplayers. Yeah, those type of guys. There was even a con within the con called Digicon this year which was specifically geared toward YouTube celebrities. And there were like 10 of those people there and they were doing their own panels and stuff. My invitation must have gotten lost in the mail because I didn't get invited to the YouTube stars <laughs> convention. I don't you know, know there. I think they just simply <laughs> ran out of space and that had to if be you look it. at the yeah. names, they don't go down to R. So they didn't make it down to Reddit. <laughs> yeah, but not for alphabetization, I'd have been on the, on the title I card think you right there. I made it, right. No, I'm sure that's all it was. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm sure next year you'll be on the list, John. Yeah, they'll start from Z and work your way up just to be fair. That's okay. But just no think about that. Uh, okay, so you're talking well over a hundred different invited guests that this convention has paid in some form or fashion or allowed to make money in some form or fashion at this convention. What convention other than San Diego Comic-Con does that happen at? Even yeah, A lot of conventions Dragon are lucky Con to have, have maybe one or two paid celebrity guests if you're lucky. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're talking a hundred plus. Dang. You guys mentioned that your uh, well, George, you said your boys were were really keen to see all the vendors. So tell me about mm-hmm. some of the cool vendors, interesting kind of booths that you saw roaming around that area. Uh, for me, the I think the coolest booth that I saw, I'm not going to call them a vendor, but they hadn't been at Megacon before, at least not that I had seen. NASA had like a three did a they? three layer booth there. Oh, wow. Just promoting NASA. I missed that. They had free posters and stickers and little cards and they were taking pictures with kids. You know, it was really neat. So I think that was probably the one that I enjoyed seeing the most. Now, Jason, I know you were tied to a booth yourself working a lot of the time. Did you get out at all? Did you see some interesting vendors? Uh, Just glancing around. uh, I didn't have any time to. Sometimes I get it. I get it. Sometimes I get to uh, look around because I. I definitely like to go through comic book boxes, uh, did not get to shop for comics. I did see down from where I was, I'm not really sure what they were, but there was like a kind of a weird setup of like some carnival, like they were kind of steampunky, but like kind yeah. of a sideshow. Oh, we saw them last year. That oh, was yeah. Phantasmagoria. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Right. We, yeah, okay. we interviewed them last year. I hadn't yeah, they seen were them before, again. so that, that was interesting. That makes it entertaining. They're dancing and they're throwing fire around. Maybe not inside of there, but right. on the live show, they throw fire around. All right. Mo, how about you? I know that you uh, spent some money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so don't tell me how much yet. We're going to get to that. But tell me about the cool vendors that you saw. <laughs> so um, there was actually quite a bit that was just kind of new. I mean, there's this. OK, so from my daughter's point of view, it was like probably one of her biggest spending years ever. <laughs> wow. Because they had wow. just stuff like, everywhere. like Pokemon, like Pokemon has a new resurgence because of the movie. Mm-hmm. So they were right. everywhere. Yeah, they were. And it seems like that people are getting a little bit more 
creative with like it's not just oh look a pokemon doll it's like in like the crystal glows with the glow lights underneath it and all that kind of fun stuff there's that, and then there's one that i don't know i can't even remember what it's called it's something like toki yoshi toki yoki oh yeah toki makiyachi toki maki, i saw yeah, them I, over by the food <laughs> area right oh uh, yeah exactly for some she saw that she literally squeed and ran <laughs> there <laughs> and i'm what like what is it it's oh god it's like take hello kitty but with unicorns okay so hello unicorn uh, sort of kind of <laughs> Um, and apparently it's like the latest thing. I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> but it appeals to somebody, apparently. Yeah, okay. She overpaid for like a pin or something. Who knows what? <laughs> yeah, there's nothing you underpay for at Megacon, by the way. No, that's no. for sure. No, but, no, no. Nothing's, nothing's on clearance. No. <laughs> Besides that, the other vendors that I kind of spent a lot of time with was just like, I actually spent a lot more time this year over at the Artist Alley and looking mm-hmm. at the, the people cool. there. Okay. Yeah. I like that area. That's where we were last year, right? Yeah. My nephew was watching my dog, so I got him a signed autograph of, of Batman and I forget the name of the artist, but it's the guy who he did the new 52. Okay. Uh, we're waiting I'm for Jason. To waiting for Jason. <laughs> Jason, come on. I don't know. Oh, uh, Greg Capullo. I was going to ask who was Greg Capullo. Greg Capullo. Yeah. There okay. we go. See, I knew I, I knew I could count on it. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. But uh, so I got like this really nice autograph, you know, 11 by 17 Batman drawing he did. And I mean, I just had a block. I mean, I spent a lot of time just walking the vendor thing, not really buying stuff, just people watching and just seeing what's going on. That's a big part of it. Yeah. I have a prediction who spent the most money. So I'm going to go in order of least to highest on my prediction. So I'm going to start with Jason. Since he was tied up, I'm guessing he didn't spend, he spent the least of anybody. So Jason, give us a nice like round number. How much do you think you spent, not getting to the convention, but at the convention in the vendors area? Just at the convention itself we're talking, right? Yeah. Yeah, at the convention. Does that include food or anything like that? Uh, let's just roll that in. Let's include food. Sure. Uh, Probably uh, $80. <laughs> Sorry. What? <laughs> See, I knew Mo would think that was funny because he's my prediction for the highest. So, all right, so about 80 bucks for Jason. So, George, even though you had a family of five, mm-hmm. so I, I'm predicting you're going to be in the middle range. The reason is because I saw a picture of Mo on Instagram with his pockets pulled out empty. So, I'm going <laughs> right. I'm, I'm to ask you, George, round figure, how much do you think you spent at Megacon this year? Now, do I have to include the family spend or just my spend? Uh. Your choice, family, because I'm going to have to. (laughs) Okay, all right. So include your family. Include family. It's not fair because I don't know what they all spent. Because like I I I have a suspicion, Mo might still win. So just go for it. There's no question (laughs) about that. I I don't think I can include family because, like I said, I don't know how much they spent because we all went our own way. But I I guesstimated for us to the penny how much I spent at MegaCon. All right, fifty four dollars. Wow. Wow. Really? Yep. Boy, you got off cheap. Even there. <laughs> I bought something from one vendor and two lunch meals, and that was it. Wow. I'll yep. be damned. Okay. All right, Mo. All right, so well, I was wrong. The George was up. the lowest, then Jason. <laughs> so, okay. So one thing that I paid for, I spent more than these two guys combined. So let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> for one thing. All right. Tell us the total. Then I want to know what the one thing was. Wow. Between, okay. So I'm going to include my daughter because we, we were okay. kind of together for most of it. Why not? So you paid together, for it. <laughs> we spent, oh, I think it might be a little higher than this, but this is my, my low ball guess is <laughs> yeah. about $800. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And what was the, what was the high? dollar item what was the biggie uh the photo op with tenant and john barrowman yeah got it oh yep. really how much yep. was that i did see that 160 160 mm. yeah for, for two celebrities so no michael j fox autograph because i think those were running 200 if i yeah, remember that was right 200 mm. and yeah that was way too expensive <laughs> 
that was way too. It was only forty dollars more than your big ticket okay. item. That was way too expensive. I was figuring out which one I wanted to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that one seemed the most reasonable. I actually spent more on the drive back buying geek culture stuff at a truck stop than I did at <laughs> MegaCon. Because <laughs> I've been to MegaCon so often, and with John, we talked about it. Yeah, going to all yeah, these yeah. conventions, you get to a point where everything feels the same. And MegaCon's contacts for how much people have to charge to make their table money and everything. Right. It's yeah. just too hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before we get out of the dollar amounts, though, George, do you think if you rolled in the rest of the family, would you beat Mo? No, God, no, no. No, still I, I no. Can, okay. I can tell you how I know that for sure, because my family was given money by my mother. So grandma gave every person in the family a hundred dollars to spend. And they all had plenty of money left over for Sunday when they went to the outlet mall. I I didn't receive my hundred dollars. Just give her my really. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll let her know. (laughs) I totally could have used it, obviously. (laughs) That might've got you the Michael J. Fox autograph. Yeah, really. It might've been worth it. All right, let's move into talking about some of this. So there was great stuff to purchase, but another big part of Megacon is all these panels and like, like cosplay workshops and stuff like that. Mm, so yeah, I yeah. get a feeling that uh, Mo, your daughter probably saw some of the cosplay oh, stuff. Tell yeah. me about, I want to hear your experiences. Oh yeah. I mean, my daughter, you know, she's big into the cosplay, you know, she, she does it and she loves watching it and stuff this year. I think it's the first time, at least I've seen it, that they actually had like a whole bunch of actual hands-on workshops. Oh, not just talking to you, but like not do just stuff. Talk, yeah, actually doing so. Huh. She had one that was a leather making one. Oh wow. Cool. Wow. And they just charged like just for material. So it was like, it was like 20 bucks, but she Damn. left it with like this, <laughs> Might be the cheapest thing you bought. It was. I think it was the most economical <laughs> thing. Uh, like she made like this leather like kind of bracer for her arm. Sure. And it was like they were going through all the techniques and it was it was actually like a two hour thing that they did. Damn. And they took him through all the steps and here's the tools you need and all that stuff. And then she did another one on foam work, which she really enjoyed. They mm-hmm. made horn like making horns and that stuff for costumes. And they made a set of horns at the end of it. You know, she told them how oh, to damn. finish okay. it. And, and the people who do this were just so super nice. I mean, they were like giving out their email addresses. Hey, if you have any questions, just send them to me. You know, if you, you know, I'd like to see them when they're finished. Send me pictures. And just, you know, they had like handouts with just information on where to buy stuff. Where's the best place to get it? Where's the worst place to buy it? It. You know, I mean, just a lot of just practical information. Mm-hmm. Megacon was on the worst place to buy it list. <laughs> it was there. Oh, right? Actually, yeah, all of it was like, yeah, it was like Etsy or yeah, don't buy know, it here. Or yeah. other places for most of this stuff. Did you hit up any other panels aside from the cosplay stuff? Yeah, I went to a bunch. Well, um, so I went to a bunch of the uh, celebrity panels that they had, um, okay. which was a lot of fun. Like we went to the David Tennant, John Barrowman went, obviously. Mm-hmm. John Barrowman is probably one of the best Q&A guys ever. Yeah. Did you go to Barrowman this year? No, I didn't. I actually oh, only God. went to one celebrity Q&A panel this year. Okay, so I'll tell this part because this is a funny story. So David Tennant was, I think, Friday, and I think Barman was Saturday or something like that. So we went to Tennant's, and Tennant was actually very engaging, very personable, you know, really super nice guy. They started having sign language interpreters now, if you mm-hmm. guys don't know. Which is great. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah which Good is on. awesome. He's sitting there, and he's like, okay, he's like, you know, they're telling me anecdotes. And he's like, okay, so he says, so earlier we were sitting there talking, and I'm not going to go into how, but the discussion of diarrhea came up. And so and then he looked at the sign language person, and she did like the sign. So the interpreter diarrhea. has to do the sign for it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. And he's cracking up. He says, that's what I wanted to point out. We saw them doing the sign language, and 
then we realized that like everyone has their own style. Everybody has their own thing. <laughs> and so he kept working the word in like anywhere he could. Like he would just say it randomly, <laughs> just, just to unnecessarily. Watch <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then the next day when Barrowman came on, he was sitting there, he did his old spiel. He's like, yeah, he says, so I was talking to my friend David and he told me to say diarrhea. <laughs> and it's just, she did it. <laughs> and then he says, oh, now we're ready. And so he was like, okay, how would you say explosive diarrhea? I mean, it was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because apparently those two are like really good friends still, so they were talking to each other. A barman, I felt so bad for that sign language person trying to keep up with him. He talks a mile a minute about subjects that I know for a fact there cannot be a sign language symbol for yet. Right. <laughs> she's trying to spell it out. <laughs> yeah, she's have to spell that sucker out because I don't think they have transgender TARDIS suit in there, you know? Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, besides that though, and then obviously there was the big cosplay finals that we went to, you know, costume contests. Sure. Yep. And that one, again, every year it seems like they get more and more intricate, more and more like they step up the game. Yeah, that's awesome to see. Yeah, very well run. It was it was just really fun experience overall. Jason, did they ever cut you loose? Did you get to see anything outside of your... I know you're working. Do you have any time off? Did you get to see anything? I, I did not get to see any panels. Uh, no. I didn't even bother looking at the list because I knew that we wouldn't be able to yeah, you wouldn't see get that. I do enjoy going to panels. I was curious if uh, they had any sketch duels this year. They did. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. I actually went to one. Uh, Michael and I went because sketch duels are one of our favorite things to see at Megacon. And you don't see sketch duels at a lot of different conventions. And what they are, just to frame it for the audience, they bring up three, four, five different artists that are there attending the convention as guests. And they give them a subject and about 10 minutes to draw something based Diarrhea. on the subject. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> and while they're drawing, they also ask some questions or get some audience questions, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Now, this year they did the sketch tools a little bit differently. They've improved upon what they were. In years past, it was just guys up at the table, you know, artists, different drawings and stuff like that. And then at the end, you would get to look at them. But they had no way to display them while they were drawing, you know, because they were just up on the table and it's a little raised platform. Mm-hmm. Last year, they brought the these little miniature overhead projectors that kind of remind oh, you of the things like when you were in grade school and oh, you right, right. Thing yeah. and you would write on transparency, but it so works on the paper. digital version yep. of that. Well, this year they had a different camera for every single seat at the table That's smart. and they had a computer system set up on the table as well for the moderator. So he could switch between them very easily. So he would say, let's check in on so-and-so boop. And then that would appear on the big screen and let's check in on this person boop. And then that would appear on the big screen. <laughs> oh, that's and cool. that made it so much more fun and enjoyable and engaging because the audience got to appreciate and react as the people were drawing them. Just to give you an example, one of my favorite subjects that they did in the one that we attended this year was Game of Thrones characters drawn as Muppet Babies. <laughs> there you go. I get it. Yep. So one of the artists drew Tyrion Lannister as baby Kermit the Frog sitting down. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it was just, I think the little caption that she put up there was, I drink, I know things, and it's not easy being green or something like that. Right. And then at the end, what they do is they've handed out raffle tickets throughout the duel to the guests who are there watching, and they raffle off for free all the different sketches that were drawn during the sketch duel. And that's 
probably, I think there were 12 different sketches done oh, wow. during my schedule. So a lot of different people get these original pieces of art, one of a kind things. They get them autographed at the end. <laughs> Definitely yeah. one of a kind. Yeah. If you appreciate art, especially humorous art, these sketch duels are probably one of my favorite things. At yeah, that, that's my favorite panels I've ever been to are the sketch duels. They're really cool. You see some good art, but you also get little tidbits on the industry and kind of every artist has a mm-hmm. different technique or a different way they work. So it, it's, it's a very informative session too, usually. To me, it was just kind of just like, what's the right word for it? How do people have so much talent? Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's it's, really what, I mean, it's, it's unfair. It's, it's truly not feels nice. like it because, I mean, I totally, I mean, just watch these people take the, a subject that they're just thrown yeah. and in 15 minutes draw something that I could spend my lifetime and never make something that looks half as good. <laughs> but it's relative, right? It's their knowledge of experience. It's what they do every single day. I've talked with a couple of those artists at different things and none of them could put an IP address in a computer. They'd have no clue. It would literally yeah, take them people and weeks and weeks. <laughs> I think there's just as many people who are good artists as well. We just don't get to see them as often. That's all. You know, they might be great artists, but they're not celebrity podcasters. So we've got that. Yeah, there you go. Celebrity okay, there you go. Better. No, my ego is better. <laughs> Speaking of celebrities, you mentioned, Mo, that you got to spend some time with a couple of the doctors. Uh, I'm curious, anybody else had any interactions with celebrities, any rubbing elbows with the stars? I accidentally bumped into Sean Astin after the Goonies Q&A. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, just as I was getting up from my chair because I sat in the front row and I was getting up to go out to the exit and he was coming down off stage and he tripped over the stage and we kind of bumped into each other a little bit as he was going down the steps and just a quick you know thank you oh I'm so sorry I bumped into you and everything and he and I was like dude I'm you're, not you're worthy Sean I'm you not can bump worthy into me. it's okay <laughs> it's well no good. it wasn't like that because he's a very uh, friendly guy so he was oh, like yeah. super hey nice. you know you know he was like okay you know come by my table later and I'll take a picture with you I'm like dude I'm going home I'm exhausted <laughs> I'm not, so maybe I'll catch you tomorrow but I mean you're a star but you're not that big of a star <laughs> <laughs> had, uh, yes it was Sean asked my daughter she had to get up his autograph for somebody else so i did not count that in right. my expenses oh, so we, okay. we waited online his he had a long ass line mm-hmm. to get autographs he did yeah. but let me tell you something though he is a lot actually i'll say this about almost all the celebrities i saw there all of them were super nice people well, that's good if you're charging 100 bucks you better be nice yeah. to me that's what i'm saying yeah, oh yeah right. i mean we got there and you know we did like the selfie which is not really a selfie but we did the picture okay and he was sitting there and he was just joking around he's like oh my god i'm the ugliest person in this picture you know i mean yeah. just <laughs> right you know very just like funniest stuff you know funny stuff and they also seem like they just they really seem like they appreciate the fact that there's fans out there that are willing to wait online you know an hour and two hours or whatever it's got to mm-hmm. be a big ego boost for them i mean if you think about it you know actors traditionally their ego needs to be fed quite often and seeing a line of people waiting for you to just write your name on a picture that's got to be mm-hmm. a pretty big it's gotta be ego humbling stroke, yeah, i would yeah. think yeah. yeah did you see like one of the Corys was there yeah feldman yeah, cory feldman, yeah, feldman, feldman. 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 Yep. he yeah. looks weird he was yep. on that same panel. So the whole Goonies Q&A panel was Sean Astin, Corey Feldman, and then the kid from Indiana Jones who played Data in the Goonies. And I can never pronounce his name. I'm not going to try. Hung. They, the three of them name. were on the Goonies panel. Oh, cool. So these are all actors from a film called The Goonies? Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. Now, Jason, before we get out of the celebrity interactions, I mean, you had to go and validate autographs. So you had to go and get close to quite a few celebrities. Surprisingly, this year, um, other cons I've gone to, I've witnessed for a lot of celebrities. Uh, This year, 
only two celebrities. One was uh, Frank Welker, who was the voice of Megatron in the Transformers cartoon in the 80s. Oh, wow. And the, okay, cool. the other one uh, I actually witnessed twice um, was – actually, I got to get a fist bump with him – Shazam, also <laughs> known as Zachary Levi. Zachary, oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was also a super nice guy. He was in the line next to us while we were waiting. And yeah. you're just watching him with like everybody. He's – again, he just seems super friendly. A lot taller than I thought he was. He, yeah, he is an awesome um, dude, just very – very friendly, very humble. The first time I went with a guy to get a signature and they talked a little bit about spirituality and stuff because I guess of an interview that Zachary had done on YouTube that kind of hit a chord with the guy. The second time was a mother and her daughter going to get a selfie, get an autograph and a selfie. And while we were at the table waiting for him to autograph, another gentleman kind of came up, leaned over the table and said hi to Zachary and then spoke to the little girl. And it was Tom Welling from Smallville who played Superman. Oh, okay. And yeah. he told he told the little girl that, you know, she was the cutest thing he had seen in the last 10 minutes. Oh, um, oh in the last yeah. 10 minutes. But, uh, he, he, <laughs> seemed, very, very he seemed like a really, a uh, he, he's real tall too, but everybody's tall to me. But he seemed like a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> seemed like a really nice guy also. Now you guys mentioned the mobile app you had to use to validate. Yeah. Obviously, they've updated that. Was that that of any use uh, at Megacon this year beyond just checking in? Yeah, this year they did something different with the app. Every previous yeah. year, they've had their own app that they've done. Mm -hmm. This year, they went with a company called Fan Guru, and they basically do the Fan app Guru. work for every convention. Hmm. Like, they do it for everybody. All right, so they have a framework that they established, right. so that helps. Apparently, they manage it all, too. So it probably takes a lot of workload, I'm sure, off of them to deal with this. But let me tell you, the new app was actually pretty informative. I mean, like most cons, That's a, first. I mean, a, lot, a lot of the information <laughs> like was last minute. Right, like, right. Like, when does this happen? But when you sit there and you kind of hit like, okay, here's the stuff I want to see. It gave you like warnings ahead of time. Like, hey, this is going to start in 20 minutes. That's helpful. You can check cool. out as many stuff as, as much as you want. They ran contests on it. So like for the cosplay this year, they actually had a People's Choice Award and you were able to go on to the app and they had pictures of all the costumes and you could vote which one you like. Oh, that's wow. awesome. Now, that's some pretty quick updates into a system like that. Let me tell you, yeah. I mean, they were, they they had that thing updated like within, I guess, a half hour after the contest ended, like they had all the pictures were up there and you were able to pick. That's pretty yeah, cool. The, so we use the app quite often ourselves as well. And Mo's right. The previous Megacon apps were barely apps at best. Yeah. I mean, they're really <laughs> difficult to use. They were slow to load. They would crash most people's operating systems, whether you're on iOS that or That happened Android. to mine a lot. Yeah, right? you open it and it would just die. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm not using this. Well, this Fanguru <laughs> app, you can tell it's the only thing they do. They're not a convention company right. who happen to have a guy who knows how to write right. an app. They're an yeah. app development team, and they, as Mo said, they got run together. these... Huh. convention apps for several different people so when you first load fanguru there are a list of conventions that seem to be happening at that time and you pick the one that you want to go to and from that point forward you're in the experience you don't have to put in your email address or any of that stuff you're just in the experience from that moment forward yeah. but i would get notifications even for events that i hadn't selected which was kind of nice because it was just oh they seen that i was interested in going to the goonies thing so then they said oh by the way sean astin's autograph thing is happening now okay oh, so they were doing some push advertising based on yeah. things you uh, yeah marketing oh that sounds a lot better than some of the other apps at other conventions i've experienced experienced or 
even at work conventions or the music festival I went to has an app. But this sounds like they, uh, this company's really got their stuff together on that. You're going to be spoiled now. One thing I do like about the new app, though, is that when you open, like right now, the convention's over, I can open up, go to like the all, and it shows me every convention that's coming up all across the United oh, States. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since it's kind of unified, that's pretty cool. Right. So this is an app you actually might not delete the day after you leave the convention. You might actually keep it. Yeah, exactly. As <laughs> <laughs> a matter of fact, they even did like, they sent me a message today saying, hey, you know, the convention's wound down, rate this. And, and also after every panel that I went to, that I told it that I was going to, afterwards right. I said, hey, rate the panel. What'd you think of it? Mm. Hmm. And not just rate it, but you could leave comments and everything yeah. as well, which I found very cathartic because, you know, some of the times, <laughs> well, think These about it. Sometimes you go bitches. to a panel or a thing and like the people are late, like the Goonies guys, they were 25 minutes oh, late wow. to an hour long mm-hmm. panel. Yeah. Did so, you drop the hammer on them? I the did. Comments? At the end of all, it was instead of five stars, I gave them three stars and I said, the reason why I didn't give them five stars, the celebrities were 25 minutes late and nobody ever acknowledged about them coming late. There was no like, sorry guys, they're running behind or anything like really? that. Really? Wow. So I left that Just comment suck in it the app. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, good. That's the only way people get better is you let them know what you like and don't like. So that's good that they yeah, had that for in. Sure. Damn. All right. We covered celebrities, the panels, all the cool stuff. I'm interested in any of you guys had interactions with any Gen X grown up Uber fans. I did. Yeah? Yes. Lay it on me. (laughs) (laughs) I actually met one of the Drawn and Paneled listeners, who is now also a Gen X grown-up listener, Will B., who writes into us all the time on the Mm -hmm. Drawn and Paneled podcast. Yeah, I recognize Will by name. Yep. I just finished the Sketch Duel panel. I had to leave the room and go back and get in the line to go into the next panel, because that's the thing. You can't just stay in the room. When I did, when I got in line, the guy in front of me turned around to me and said, Hey, George. I went, what the fuck? (laughs) I don't know you. (laughs) But you did. It took me a second, and then I realized who it was. It was Will B. We had met him at Infinity Con, and talked about how he listens to the podcast on his drive for work every morning, and he was just like sitting there going to a panel just like me. And we just, we ended up sitting together and talking throughout the panel and having a good time. It was wonderful. Cool. That's cool. cool. Very nice. So um, forget about for a second, the fact that many of you did not have to pay for your entry. I know Mo, you more than made up for it with how much you spent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we opted not to be a vendor this year, just because of the effort versus the return that we got for it. Not that we didn't enjoy Megacon. We did, but we were kind of cramped. And, but I'm curious what you think, of so you know what the cost of getting in the convention is if you didn't have a media pass what do you think of the relative values of the ticket cost for like attendees and what would like to be the worth of this show for a vendor i want to start with you mo so i mean my daughter we had to buy her ticket um yeah. so the four-day ticket was like 119 something like that for four oh, days so you bought it later than you didn't buy it early i got you yeah i bought it like a week before so she had to yeah. pay oh, it okay up. so you can get in a little cheaper if you buy in advance is that right yeah you yeah. get it for 99 if you buy it like a month or two right. in advance so 20 bucks all right so yeah so so, look, so over 100 fine. bucks to get in yeah. which i thought was not unreasonable considering like you know for, that means like a little over 20 something bucks 25 bucks a day thereabouts you know i'm like yeah okay, right yeah i can do okay. with that and like i said and just for the you know for, especially for her you know as far as just not including the shopping just the panels and the workshops and all that stuff i felt we had a great time yeah i thought it was definitely worthwhile for as a visitor to go now yeah as a okay. vendor <laughs> it's a lot tougher to kind of make up that cost i think yeah that's what we found there was just so much competition and demand for your attention exactly. that often people would just run past you because there's so much to do and see as we've enumerated 
obliterated in the last half hour or so. Yeah, I was actually a little surprised that like some of the vendors, like the ones that sold those pop vinyl things, like they were. Oh gosh, yes. Which is everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, you would think one of them would say, "Hey, you know what? Let's sell ours for five dollars cheaper." Nope. Nope. Because we all have exactly the same ones. You know, let's let's knock five bucks off and see what happens. You know, nope. They all had the exact same prices, which makes you think there's a little bit of conspiracy going on. Collusion going on. Yeah, a little bit of collusion. (laughs) The rest of it though, like some but these vendors obviously they make their money, otherwise they wouldn't be there, right? Yeah. And be there year after year. If you can make your money back, I mean there's definitely an audience coming through. It's vying for attention is kind of the challenge, right? Yeah. Yeah. And how do you stand out? Yeah. Jason, what about you? I mean, do you think it's worth the the entry price? I know, again, you had a, you're working, you had a badge, but you saw the convention. What are your thoughts on it? I, I think this year I talked to a lot of people, uh, had a lot of time to talk when I was standing in line with folks to get signatures. And everybody mm-hmm. seemed to be really enjoying it this year. I think I, there's been some complaints from comic book people the last couple of years because it for a little while was shifting more to celebrities. But this year they had a really good comic book creator list of some real top guys okay. and people, everybody I talked to was having a really good show and getting a lot of stuff done and buying stuff. And from what I saw, people were happy they came. I didn't really hear too many people complaining. The only small complaints were maybe some a little bit of misinformation from maybe people working there because hmm. that happens all the time. Somebody says one thing and then somebody else working there says another thing. But Volunteers. <laughs> Sounds like they should have yeah. checked the app. They would have yeah. been okay. But as, far as, as far as content yeah. of what was provided, it was a good show and, and everybody that I talked to and even some vendors and artists were having a pretty good uh, pretty good turnout. So I, I think it was a success. So I, I saved you, George. You're the largest value proposition that has to be asked here because you had to right. shell out more money for tickets than anybody else. Yeah. Uh, and you weren't there for a lot of the time. You had a vendor badge. I think maybe I one of your boys did. But you also had, you, you had a whole army of people with you and had to put out a lot of tickets. How do you feel the value comparison was for attendees or vendors? Well, so I'll start with attendees first. The attendees value zeroes in on one thing and one thing only. You have to go multiple days and you have to buy a multiple day pass. If you do like what we did, which was the three tickets that we had to pay for were all single Mm -hmm. day passes, Mm -hmm. you will never get your value out of this convention. What's a single day? Single day for Saturday at the door or a few days ahead of time, $60 a ticket. So three tickets, $60. Yeah, mostly like 25. You did the whole week and got an advance. That's a huge difference. I see. If I had bought just four day passes and then they could have chosen to go on whenever they want when I thought about buying them. Yep. It would have cost me $300 as opposed to the 180, but they could have gone both days, no days, any day. Right. Every day if they wanted to. Right. right. Yeah. So yeah. single day passes, just skip them. They're not worth it. You'll never A, get to see all the stuff that you want to see in a single day. It's kind of like going to Disney World or Universal Studios. You're just not right. going to be able to yeah. do everything. You spend in time in lines or getting somewhere. Yeah. Now, I talked with a lot of the vendors. We were a vendor there last year. I mean, we weren't sure. selling anything, but we were a vendor in that we had yeah. a table and we, well, were, we were promoting selling ourselves. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I talked with several vendors there who I know personally because they are in the comic book world. They're comic book publishers or creators that I've met throughout the years. Sure. Several of them lost money at the convention. Oh, damn. And a couple of them actually made a considerable amount of money. Caliber Comics, they are a big time publisher. They're in Diamond and previews and everything, and they publish trade paperbacks. They didn't make their tables money until Saturday evening. Mm, Saturday evening. That's when they finally were breaking wow. even Saturday evening. 
So okay. Sunday was their only profit day. And we all know Sunday's a day when everybody's looking mm-hmm. for bargains and, right. you know, they're trying yeah. to get over on the vendors. Go ahead and purchase before I leave. And Metal Ninja Studios, Joel Rodriguez, had a table there this year. Yep. He made his table Friday morning. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's excellent. Talk about hit or miss. Yeah, right. Dang. Richard Rivera, Stabity Bunny guy, yeah, made yep. his table Friday evening. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. that's good. So he had all day Saturday and then Sunday for profit. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing that all of them agreed upon were that the table fees were were still way too high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really hundreds of dollars. Yeah, three hundred and fifty dollars no... this coming year will be. And the they new call it eight foot tables. tables. No, they're six yeah. foot. They're calling well, they're them six, six foot yeah, now. Yeah, they're like five and a half at best. Yeah, best. Yeah. <laughs> they're six foot if you count the aura of the table. And that's the length of the table. That is not the depth. The depth is more like four or five mm-hmm. feet and barely inches, that. Four or five inches deep. Right. Yeah. They're really <laughs> narrow. Yeah. So for me, if you're an attendee and you can go multiple days, it's worth it. If you're a vendor, with all the money being pushed towards the celebrities, which is where the biggest problem is for the vendors, because Mo, you said you spent $800. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you'll so, rub it in, yes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> where are you going Don't with this? Forget. No, what's up? You spent some of that on celebrities, like autographs or selfies oh, yeah. or something something like that, right? How much of the 800 did you spend on that? Oh, a third easy, probably more. Okay. Now, think about that. A third of what he took to spend at Megacon went to people mm-hmm. who are likely already pretty wealthy. <laughs> right. The vendors who are on the floor that are trying to eke out their table fees yep. only got two thirds of his money. And that's why the vendors themselves, the smaller time vendors, are complaining about Megacon. Yeah. Because they got the yeah. high table fees and all the money and all the advertising is geared toward the celebrities. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, maybe they'll adjust that. Maybe, maybe we could go to your app and, uh, and complain. <laughs> Maybe we get some uh, some equality there. I don't know. But also, I mean, I think the flip side of that is that a lot of those people probably showed because of the celebrities. Oh, yeah. Oh, no doubt. But so then, do yeah, you right. need 30 plus celebrities to attract an audience or could you Maybe. do it with 10? Because John well, and I, I mean, used to go to conventions back in the day of Star Trek and how many had were one there, or two. John? There was yeah, one, one or two, two maybe. And they would yeah. still draw 20, 30,000 people at those conventions. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that's because it was like five people in the world that did it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying we were old? Is that what you're trying to get well, at? Well, I mean, well, the convention we're going your day. day was definitely <laughs> hardcore fans kind of stuff. This you're one was more mainstream audience is what you're trying to pull in fans no, right. i guess call it yeah this is more geek culture pop culture stuff which wasn't necessarily in play as large as it was when we were first mm-hmm. going but right. i mean we've seen other conventions that draw huge numbers i mean there were 30 celebrity over 30 celebrity guests that's crazy yeah i mean yep. Kiefer sutherland yeah, just, was there just one day yeah, yeah. that's all you <laughs> need you can have there, like, right? a lot of people you go can to have like Kiefer sutherland and sean astin and that would still draw a hundred thousand people easy all right so as we wind up toward the end here advice for other people that end up going to megacon <laughs> in coming years i want to hear your do's and don'ts to let people know advice from hardcore pros. I want to say Mo to last because he's been there for 10 freaking years. <laughs> but I think he's going to have some good advice. Let's start with you, Jason. Top do's and don'ts you should and shouldn't do for Megacon. The the biggest do uh, is for whatever reason, every time I work with CBCS, they, uh, uh, attendees think that we're the information booth and come by and say, do you know where so-and-so is? <laughs> I am not. <laughs> Actually, the way it looks, it kind of looks like information booth though <laughs> right so fortunately we had a you know a map and a direct 
trajectory there. And so we were helpful and, and pointed people, oh, thank you. Uh, so I would recommend, you know, it sounds like the <laughs> app was really good. Look at the app, kind of get a layout of kind of what you want to see and plan it out a little bit of try to map out kind of where you want to go and what you want to do so you don't uh, miss out because uh, a lot of, you know, celebrities and some of even the comic uh, writers had specific times that they were autographing. And so mm -hmm. if you, you know, got lost or something, you may have missed them or, you know, they capped the line. So, you know, maybe do a little bit of pre-planning before you So plan you ahead go. so you don't have to go pester Jason while he's working. Exactly. <laughs> that was the moral of the story. <laughs> George, top do's and don'ts for Megacon attendees. Uh, don't buy a single day pass. Yeah. yeah. It's not worth it. Do bring a backpack filled with water and snacks because prices of food at Megacon are probably Crazy. double movie theater prices. Yes. Wow. Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> uh, just as an example, can of soda, $3.50. Wow. And it was warm. So oh, gross, <laughs> you know, the cold yeah. ones are seven, right? Exactly. <laughs> you want refrigeration, pal. That's an extra. I would say a little bit opposite of Jason's advice and no offense to Jason, but don't plan everything out. If you're going to be there for multiple days, which is part of my first recommendation, don't plan everything out. Just kind of go with your gut and relax into it because I think what ruins the experience, at least for me now, having gone for four or five years, is trying to go from one thing to another. And they're all stacked on top of each other so much. Just relax into it. Say like, oh, I feel like going to watch a sketch duel right now. So go watch a sketch duel and then go take a break for a little while and then go watch a celebrity Q&A later on. But don't feel like you have to see everything because mm -hmm. you're probably going to go back to another convention after your first one and you're going to get more and more opportunities to see these things. Right. Right. All right. That's fair. Yeah. And if in doubt, you can just swing by and ask uh, Jason right. where to go next. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and really, uh, I, the, the folks I dealt with were, you know, a lot of them were getting signatures and that sort of thing. So they get a little worked up if they can't find who they're looking for. And, and I, <laughs> right. I agree, you know, definitely go with your gut and have a good time. But I guess just kind of look and get at least an idea of the lay of the land before you step foot on the floor. So you at least have a little bit of a bearing. Yeah. Well, about then you would be yeah. disappointed by missing something that's only in a narrow window too, like you said, Jason, right? Right. But I, I agree. I've done the same thing that George does, you know, more of uh, learning your map um, and, and and knowing kind of, so you're not wandering around either. Okay. All right. So Mo, 10 year veteran, Megacon, yeah. let's give us, uh, give our listeners your top do's and don'ts if you're going to oh, attend. Boy. For me personally, my top do is stay at one of the hotels closer to the convention. If you're going to stay in a hotel. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. good, good one. Yes. Yep. Because like like these guys are saying, it's just so much to do that being able to go back to your room at the middle of the day, chill for an hour or two, gives you the energy to go back and do more stuff. So you might <laughs> actually get more out of it. Yeah. We should say, though, that that's still a mile and a half walk going back to your room. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Right next door. <laughs> but it's still a lot better than having to drive in and worry about parking oh, yeah. and you know, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, you're right about that for sure. The other one is this one, Wild Bills. Do you guys know that? Uh, the root beer? No. Yeah. Oh, the root beer mug things? Yeah. Yeah, there was something, these pewter metal mug things. The mule things, like when you go to a bar and they mm -hmm. serve you a Yeah, a it's like a big like, 16-ounce yeah. mug kind of deal. They were selling for like $23. 
uh-huh. you get free refills for the entire show. Oh, I just heard a soda's for three fifty. So that sounds like he <laughs> very quickly becomes a yeah, winning that's proposition. Like four and a half cans of soda right there. Yeah, so, so you're me, already and, and, it was for all, and you got free refills for all four days, and it, the soda was actually really damn good too. Yeah, yeah it was almost like artisanal soda. Like they yeah, had different it was all flavors like and, and blah, stuff. Blah, blah, but yeah. it was super oh, good. Nice. Yeah. So we did the math. We were sitting there like twenty five bucks. I'm like, well, soda is like four bucks, and so yeah. we got basically drink five sodas to pay for it. <laughs> Over no four problem. days, I think we could manage that. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, I right? saw those mugs, and I I had never seen that before, and I was like, "What's the deal with those mugs?" I thought that it was you know actual mules, and so I was very interested. <laughs> but then I heard it was root beer, and I'm like, "Uh, I don't know." But <laughs> well, they had all different kinds uh, of soda. They yeah, yeah, they did. I thought it was booze. Yeah, I think so. that was their second year there. They had like three or four booths on the floor, so yeah, they did. Lots of places to fill up. Oh, well, that's even, you have to go back to the same place even. That's, yeah, you don't yeah. have to go back to the same place. I saw at least four of them. I know in yeah, each one of the four. corners near the food booth areas, that kind of stuff. So yeah, say, they made it convenient. They ran out of mugs. Yeah, they I sold imagine. out of mugs on Saturday. Oh, in yeah. One of the oh, yeah. Spots, which I was like, holy crap. All right, so Mo, any Megacon don'ts? D- uh, oh, wow. Um, <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> don't spend that much money. Um, <laughs> That's a good, a good call. No, um, I'm going to say it's like kind of in between what these two guys are saying about planning and not planning. Um, what we've been doing every year is that we find like the two or three things that we absolutely want to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we just sort of, the rest of it, we just kind of play by ear. Fill in the gaps. Fill in the gaps, exactly. It's like, we have, okay. we have a break here from between this and this. What do you want to do? And she's like, uh, can we go back to the room? I'm like, yeah, let's just do that. <laughs> Done, <laughs> <You know>? right? <laughs> Don't forget your mug. Yeah, or hey, so and so is doing a thing over here. Okay, let's go watch out. What, or there's a costume meetup, whatever. So you don't feel like the pressure like the whole time because I'm not big on if I'm enjoying myself, I don't want to have every second planned out. But I know there's a couple things I wanted to see and we knew. So we said, okay, we knew they had to get there early. So a couple of them, like before we got into the line, we went and got food, brought it with us. So we had eight while we were in line. So you have the whole spectrum from total free form to plan it to somewhere in the middle. But uh, a lot of cool dudes to keep it in line. Yeah. So you're planning on going. Take our advice. Gen X grown up. We have a 10 year veteran, yep. a five year veteran and an employee. <laughs> <tell> you. <laughs> what it is you shouldn't shouldn't do turning your universe inside out the southeast premier sci-fi comic book anime and multimedia event featuring special guests costume contests and more march 25th through 27th at the orange county convention center If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know, so if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us, they'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show, so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy, plus you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. All right, guys, MegaCon is not the end of our convention year, though. We got some more stuff coming up, I do believe. Yes, we do. Holy cow. Yep. Biggest one, certainly on the horizon, Southern Fried Gaming Expo in Atlanta. I'm really looking forward to that one. That's always a fun one. 
I have taken many, many days off to attend that the entire, entire time there. Yeah, I'm thinking about quitting work. Just <laughs> just, just so you could be there. Yeah, just, just move to Atlanta. Anybody Maybe gives transfer. me any gruff about it or anything at work, saying like, well, you just took off for Megacon. Fuck you. I'm going to SFG. I don't care. <laughs> a little harsh. That might be under the don'ts. I'm not sure. Well, well, you have no job when you get back. <laughs> don't quit, don't your, quit job. your job. <laughs> Although you would have time to decompress when you got back. You have Absolutely. all the days off you want. Yeah. <laughs> well at least done. until they kick me out of the house. <laughs> all right. That is going to wrap it up for our look at Megacon Orlando 2019. Before we leave, I must take just a moment and thank all of our wonderful human beings, uh, the patrons that support us over on patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Uh, I'm talking about Will and Thomas and Slowmo and Jessica and Dana and T2 and Steve and Agile and Corey and Marcus and Stubaka. These are all folks that take just a few dollars a month and support us financially. Do you think maybe we could add a convention level in there somewhere so that we can offset some of the cost of some of these tickets? Perhaps. <laughs> so convention level that they're, they're going to give us more money or they're yeah. going to go to convention with us? A little of these conventions, right? Some from column A, some from column B. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to join these folks, just head over to patreon.com slash genxgrownup. They support us and help us to do what we do here on the podcast over on YouTube and the website. Keep this podcast, the Drawn a Panel Show up and running. It just really helps to keep us going. And their enthusiasm, believing what we do, is what keeps gas in the tank and lets us keep motivated. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be back with a regular show next Thursday. As always, the Drawn and Paneled show is every Wednesday, as you know. Until you join us again, I am John. Jason, I appreciate you being John, here. Thanks for having me. George, thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. Mo, thanks for taking the time. Always fun, man. And fourth listener, you know we appreciate you most of all, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. See everybody later. Take care, everyone. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. We're also an affiliate of the Geeks Worldwide Radio Network. You can check them out at the GWW.com. George, thank you. Yes, sir. Mo, how do I? I, I don't have three greetings. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.